Today's episode is brought to you by Axod Surfboards. That's Alex Cruz Surfboard Designs, shaper of choice for the Gold Coast Underground. And this here podcast ain't that swell. For the month of August, official Swellian Shaper Axod Surfboards is offering all listeners of the pod 15% off. That's 145 hard-earned bones off of every online custom order. Just head over to www.axodsurfboards.com and use code CORN at the checkout (laughs) to claim your discount. Corn code, Smivy. Corn code. Loving that. He's a true corn lord, the Aldo Cruz. Gotta love the Cruz brothers. Two of the all-time greats from the Gold Coast. The strip that glitters, Vaughn. What are you going to do with that spare 145 in your Sky Rocket, Smith? Where are you heading with that sort of spare change? (laughs) Straight to me ketamine dealer to get a packet (laughs) or half a packet of horse tranquilizer and then straight to the door with whatever's left over, Vaughn. See you there, old buddy. Competition surfing. Rashes. Nerdism. Connor O'Leary, welcome back to Ain't That Swell, mate. How is it? Mate, still here. <laughs> no, nah, it's been good. It was a crazy few days of surfing and, um, yeah, we got some memorable waves, which was sick to end the year and, um, yeah, now it's the off-season, so I'm just kicking back and having a tin with old freaking Carnival Strongman. <laughs> Watching the sun go down. We're on a flight. We're on a flight back home tomorrow. So just enjoying our last day in Tahiti. Oh, unreal, man. Uh, you know, not the result you wanted, but you still went fucking skits and uh, lost in a round of sixteen cone off of epic proportions against none other than <laughs> De Goat. And uh, also, you know, you packed maybe the biggest wave of the entire event that I saw, or at least the biggest blowout, uh, mate. Talk us, talk us through the heat against the greatest of all time. Yeah, it was it was a memorable one for sure. I mean, it would have been a better bit of a cherry on top if I beat him, but to to even just go toe to toe with him was something that was you know would be my memory for the rest of my life. You know, in in pumping chokes was kind of you know the biggest I've ever surfed it by a mile because the last two times I came here it was pretty much didn't get bigger than three foot. So to see it kind of doing its proper thing was pretty daunting, but. Yeah, I mean, been spending a lot of time out here the last month or so because we've been here since the start of the month. So I was like two weeks before the event started. We didn't really get too many waves, but um, just to kind of be out there and understand the reef, even if it is small, um, made a huge difference leading into the event. And uh, um, yeah, it was good. Just kind of felt calm and um, had was fortunate enough to have Big Oi in my corner. In the channel, um, there and me, you know, Coach Caddy, which is sick. He kind of gave us a lot of amazing insight that he, Sorry, mate, the line crapped out for a bit there. You were breaking down that absolute bomb you got against the goat in the dying stages of your round of 16 heat. In a lineup, needing an 8 5 and going, you know, I'm going to get a chance at this. Um, 
know, within the time span that I had. And I was like totally calm, relaxed. I'm like, yeah, there's, there's going to be a chance I can get this 8.5. So I was in no stress or, or worry whatsoever. And, you know, surely enough, this thing just popped out of the channel. And I was just like, didn't even hesitate to, I was like, this is it. This is the way, you know, that I needed to, to go and commit and, yeah, it just loomed out of the channel like a mongrel and I was, Kelly was looking at it and I'm like, he, I think he kind of figured that I was either not going to go or kind of, you know, a bit a bit hesitant, but I was kind of just like, fuck, got all in here. And just took a drop and just, fuck, the thing was so round and, you know, looking back at it, you know, I need to go to an 8.4, I need an 8.5, 8 or something and there's just a little pump I do after I take the drop that I've been so trying to be so cautious of the entire event just because you know front side you, you need to be deeper and i'm so used to doing that like one big pump and edit that was kind of something i've been working on during hawaii at the start of the year at pipe just to like not be do that pump because it's always going to put me that little bit too far in front of the wave and the whole event i was just so cautious of that and then that one was just so big and i was just so focused on trying to make the drop that i totally forgotten just did this little jink and i reckon if i didn't do that I would have put me back like that millisecond more for them to for that eight four to, to bump over to like the nines and um, yeah it was something that I, I learned and, and said to Owe straight after the heat and he's like yep that was it because he's like I saw you do the pump and I was like oh this could be close now you know um, but yeah it was the biggest wave caught out there by a mile and. <laughs> the drop was gnarly so it was the only thing I was kind of worrying about but yeah once I was in it was easily the biggest wave I've caught in ages you know that wave and I had a wave at pipe at the start of the year those two were definitely ones that you know stay in the memory bank for the rest of my life um, and just to see everyone cheering and, and that from the channel was kind of one of them euphoric moments where I was like wow you know I'm just ticking boxes here and paddle back out and Kelly's like, that was a sick one, eh? I'm like, yeah. And he was all like chirping up. He's like, do you have deep? I was like, oh, I'm not sure. I was just too busy worried about the drop. And then he, the score came in and he's like, ah, bummer. <laughs> What's <the> fuck you? <laughs> <laughs> Literally, he goes, ah, bummer. I was like, fuck. Fuck, that's funny. But, yeah. You know, at the end of the day, he was six. I'm stoked. I'm stoked to myself for having a go and, um, you know, leaving it all out there because to finish a, a year like that, that is, um, yeah, good for growth and, and good for memories because I would have never thought as a kid that I'd be going toe-to-toe with Kelly at 10-foot chopes. So, um, yeah, definitely one to remember forever. Mate, so unbelievable. To, to finish your year on that note, I mean, to finish the year like you started the year, packing massive left pits, uh, the kinds of waves that you love. And, you know, it's been satisfying as a, a surf fan and a mate just to, to see you get to, to do uh, what you love doing and, and surf the kinds of waves that you're an absolute beast in after years of getting pretty skunked uh, on the QS and, and even the World Tour. You know, you never really got the chance to show what you're capable of doing in those kinds of waves. So... Uh, it's been satisfying to watch and uh, I imagine it's been satisfying to surf. Yeah, it's been sick. Like just to, you know, I grew up surfing slabs and, and stuff at home back in Cronulla and um, you know, to be able to look back at all the memories when I was shitting myself in the channel at the reefs at home um, to, you know, how 
how thankful I am now that I grew up surfing those waves because I come here, you know, to waves like Chopes and Pipe and all that. And, you know, I'm still definitely terrified and it's definitely scary, but there's a little bit of that, you know, home feeling um, that I take with me to places like this and make me feel a little bit more comfortable because I've kind of grown up surfing a lot of waves like that and waves, you know, scarier than than those ones as well. So, um, yeah, I definitely thank, thank Cronulla for that because if I didn't grow up there and, say, you know, move to live somewhere else that didn't have slabs, you know, it would be a lot harder to kind of wrap my head around. Yeah, and those waves you grew up surfing, I mean, in a lot of ways, they're more technical than chopes and pipe. You know, they're, they're gurgly, boily, kind of unpredictable yeah. slabs. They, they, they don't have that really obvious uh, kind of entry point. Uh, so, yeah, I, I can only imagine they, they stand you in really good stead for more perfect Polynesian reef adults. For sure, yeah. Those, those waves at home back in Cronulla are scary and, like I said, unpredictable. And, you know, I spent a lot of time growing up as a kid just being out there and not catching a wave because I was too scared to. <laughs> um, never would have thought that, you know, I would, would be where I am now surfing those waves and trying to push myself as hard as I can you know, to, to be under those waves. So, no, it's, it's, been, it's been rewarding and what a rewarding way to kind of finish the year. Surfing as perfect as you can get waves in Tahiti. Fuck, it's a dream, man. And then talk to us about sharing space with the goat. You know, how was it? What was the energy like? I, I know you guys are both mad, uh, you know, mad frothers and love a chin wag. Was, was there plenty of froth in yeah, chat? Yeah, it was good. I think there was definitely a lot of chat, like a, a little bit of chat at the start and then kind of, not in the middle and then a little bit at the end, but he was just trying to. I think he thought in my in his head that you know I wasn't clued in on the lineup and clued in on the type of waves that I was looking for, and so he was kind of just darting around the lineup, thinking I'd kind of follow him. But I kind of knew, you know, just been hanging by hanging with Owen for the past two weeks and listening to what he, you know, his experiences and where he sets himself up in in a heat depending on the conditions is, um, you know, gave me so much clarity and confidence of going, yeah, I'm, I know exactly where I am. I know exactly what type of wave I'm looking for and just need to wait for the wait for it and, and make the right decisions. So it was good to kind of have that underlying confidence where usually I reckon I would have just chased his tail and gone, you know, he's over there. I'm going to sit near him kind of thing. And we could have been totally out of position and he would have just played his game like he always is. So yeah, that was, it was a good bit of confidence for me to kind of just go, yep, I, you know, I'm totally happy with wherever he goes, but this is where the good ways are and this is where I'm going to sit and, and wait for the good ones. So it was fun. And the big O, I mean, he's been knocking Slater over in heat since he was 16. Did he have any advice uh, just about taking on the greatest of all time, how to avoid, you know, yeah, playing pretty, his game? Yeah, pretty game? much that. That was pretty much it. It was kind of like that, you know, he's going to play his game and, and you don't want to get sucked into his game. You know your game plan, so just stick to it and whatever he does, just let it go in one brain and out the other. Or in <laughs> one ear and out the other, sorry. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that was pretty much it. And it worked out pretty well. So, no, I'm stoked. And, um, I mean, I'm sure you've watched the heat back and, and even just sharing space with the goat, like, you know, what what separates him from other competitors in those kinds of waves? I mean, the, the guy's 50 years old and he's still reaching the pointy end uh, in, in the kinds of waves that, you know, are the ultimate litmus test for a surfer. Like, what makes him special in those kinds of conditions? 
just think of experience. Experience is a huge one, I think, for, for places like here in Python and that, and he's just spent so much time there. Um, so, yeah, just experience, I think. He's just done it so many times that he's um, just used to it. And if you've done it so many times, you definitely are more comfortable and more, yeah, frothing on it. Just no, really. It's just experience. The more you surf those waves, the more confident you are because you've done it. So. I mean, and the fact that this guy's 50 years old, like, you know, he won his first world title when you're probably not even born or, or barely born yet. I mean, what does that do to you in terms of motivation or just, like, what do you take away from seeing a guy uh, at his age perform the way he does? Is it motivating, inspiring? Uh, yeah. 100%. So it's so inspiring, you know, that he's of his age and still going toe-to-toe with the best in the world. Um, yeah, it's definitely something that I'd want to be when I'm older is, you know, that lives that healthy, healthy lifestyle. And, you know, no matter if I'm going to be like him or not, you know, just try and be as happy as healthy as I can. Um, because yeah, the way the lifestyle that he lives and how he looks and how well he still surfs is, is something inspiring that I want to be, you know, I want to be that 50 year old that still surfs good and. Um, is fit and but is still having a good time, you know. I'm more more of a balanced lifestyle type of guy, so I still want to, you know, be able to enjoy my life and and do what I love, which is surfing, and not be that old guy who used to surf really good and stopped because he's used to be pro or whatever. Um, but yeah, it's it, it's inspiring for sure. And, uh, you know, it was really good to see just the Australians coming together at the end of the road, uh, much like the Brazilians were as well. Yeah, like, you know, yourself, Jacko, Callum, uh, there was a lot of footage on the broadcast of you guys in the channel, you know, screaming at Steph to go, you know, screaming at the hog when, uh, you know, he was getting blasted yeah, out of fucked up bits. How did it feel to just be a part of a, a, a really strong kind yeah, of resurgence? Like, just to be, you know, that was... You know, hands off to the Surfing Australia team for for booking accommodation for us to be able to all you know enjoying each other's company and you know we were having Team Australia dinners every night you know with Owen and his family and and the Hog and all of you know myself, Carl, Ethan, his dad Bill and and the whole team. So it was so good to be able to you know hang out with them a lot and. Uh, Flicking off after that one, flicking off after that wave against Kelly and seeing Owen and Cal and you know all the surfing Oz crew and everyone in the channel like yelling and screaming was yeah it's definitely a, a a memorable time in my life and just had to kind of like sit there and really appreciate it because you know those times don't come around too often so it's just a matter of appreciating those times as much as you can while they're there because. You know, they're going to come and go quick, and if you don't appreciate them at that time, you never will. So, yeah, a lot of a lot of appreciation during that event. So it was sick. It's good fun, and you know we're all supporting each other, and it was big and scary, and and that's when the supports you know even more necessary. So um, it was good to see everyone charging and um, having a go because you know it was one of the best days in Ch- that's Chopes 
that Chopes events had for, for a number of years, I think. Mm, mm. Does it change the experience when you you look into the channel and you've, you've got a, a big crew there screaming at you and encouraging you? Do, do you feel a sense of, you know, you're surfing for something bigger than just yourself? Does it change things at all? 100%. You know, you, you're not only surfing for yourself, you're surfing for your country, you're surfing for, you know, your mates and you want to do as good of a job. You know, they're, they're cheering you as much as, as much as they can, you know, you want to put it in and put as much effort in as you can um, to, to make them stoked. And um, I think, you know, the Australian crew at, at the moment, you know, we're all starting to back each other. And, um, you know, I started from the Challenger Series last year and now it's it's slowly fading into the into the CPT. So, yeah, I think we're at a good place at the moment and um, I think watch out next year because we're all going to be coming in pretty fucking up. That's it, man. I mean, fuck, the proof's in the pudding. Two, two surfers in the top five and, uh, what, another two in the top ten. Uh, that's, a, that's a big year for Australian surfing in the men's. Uh, and, I mean, but at this comp, the big story for the Aussies, it was all about the hog. Uh, he was the last man standing, the, the lone soldier, yeah. the, the Anzac battler, yeah. bloodied and beaten by life, but fucking unstoppable and just jamming the flag in the mountain. What did you make of his performance and uh, what did you and the rest of the crew just take away from it? just good to just be around immersing his energy for for two weeks and listen to all you know he's got unlimited amount of memories and experience and and all that out of this wave and he's one of the best for sure so to be able to you know be a sponge off him and and also feed off his energy was um was one for the books and even yeah just being able to cheer for him in the channel and seeing how pumped he was whenever we were yelling and screaming at him after he got spat out of pits was was uh was something that is so good just firing hoggy up is he's the best to fire up out of anyone i reckon just because he fucking loves it so um yeah to see him do really well in the event and and beat some big names but also you know being the caring hoggy that he is for all of us and sharing his wisdom and knowledge on to us was um was, yeah, it was memorable for sure. Oh, man. It was such a treat to watch. Uh, just the way he seemed to galvanise the energy and, and just you guys were, like, creating this vortex of froth between yeah. everyone. It was fucking Fuck, unbelievable so, to watch. so good. Oh, it man. Foaming from the mouth every time it came out of a pig. I had to, like, just go, Coggy, like, calm down, but like, take a breath. And he'd be, like, look at us all, like, frothy and, like, fired up. And then he's just like, oh. So... Amazing, man. That's Amazing. Good. And um, also, I mean, just quickly before we get on to your, your CT season at large, uh, Miguel taking it out. Nicest guy on tour apart from yourself. Can you give us a bit of insight into what Miguel's like behind the scenes? Yeah, like he's probably he's the nicest person, I think, on tour by a mile. Um, just super friendly and... Yeah, welcoming and you know he, when I first got on there, he was kind of one of the first to kind of be super friendly and towards me. And um, he's always been a huge fan of me. So, and I've always been a huge fan of his surfing. Growing up, you know, being a good foot and him being a good footer as well. So to see him, you know, when his first first ever event in Tahiti, and you know, we we're all yelling in the channel for him when. Pretty much 80% of the channel was yelling for, for Kauli. We had a little boat with Philippe and Jacko and um, 
Jadson and a few of the Brazilian boys and we were yelling for, for Biggie. So it was, it was a pretty special moment. Definitely one to remember. Man, that's so classic because if you go back a, a decade plus, you know, there was no love lost between the Brazilians and Australians on tour. But uh, that certainly has shifted today, hasn't it? I think so. Like, I think there's there's definitely the, the hand, a handful of them that are all, you know, super nice guys. And, you know, you give them the time of day and, you know, they're actually real super friendly, you know, caring guys. And um, they were just fortunate enough. We got pretty close um, with guys like Philippe and Jadson and Miggy and all that um, during G- the G-Land event because we're all staying together. And, you know, there was two weeks of the way, you know, waves not being so good. So we had a lot of downtime and and to be able to stay, you know, at a plus, the same place as those boys and kind of just sit there and have dinner with them and, you know, have that opportunity to, to listen and talk to them. Um, they're, they're, they're fucking legends. And, um, yeah, we had a few beers with them during that event. And, you know, when you have beers with someone and, you know, you end up being, being, being mates for life. So, yeah, we ended up getting pretty close to guys like Philippe and Jaddy and, and Miggy and all that. So, um, yeah, it was, it was it's awesome to kind of not have that weird, you know, Aussie versus Brazilian vibe that it used to be and everyone's just kind of cheering on each other. One sec, man. I'm just going to close the door. Yeah, that's fascinating because, I mean, I guess the Australians and the Brazilians are the two largest contingents on tour. But, you know, there's plenty to like in the stories of those guys, particularly Jadson and Miguel, uh, you know, and even Italy. You know, these guys are they, full-blown scrappers from, uh, you know, some pretty destitute scenarios. But, you know, there's so much humility, particularly in Jad. He's one of the loveliest dudes going, and I uh, haven't had much to do with Miguel. But um, in terms of, like... Just, do the Australians borrow a bit from that Brazilian energy? You know, they're so parochial and so in each other's corner and it, it clearly helps them grow an extra leg uh, in tight situations. Uh, is, is that something that, you know, we've borrowed from on tour or, or is it just a, been more of a, a natural uh, camaraderie, resurgent camaraderie? Um, maybe a bit of both. I think, you know, the Australian culture and the Brazilian culture is pretty, pretty on the same page of like, you know, we all just want to back our mates and, you know, we get fired up when our mates fire us up and all that. And I'm pretty sure and the Brazilians are exactly the same. So we just kind of, you know, they started doing it a bit more openly before we started doing it. And um, so, yeah, I think, you know, looking at how, you know, they've done it for, for so long and I guess we're just coming off the back of it and realising, you know, how much fun they're having and, and also, you know, how much fun they're having supporting their mates and, you know, you'd rather watch your mates get it through heats if you're not in the contest than, than anyone else. So, yeah, we've just jumped on the back of that and, and run with it because it's so much more fun and it makes you keeps you so much more invested in an event when you're not in it as well. So, um, yeah, it's been sick. And that's a wrap now for your CT season. Looking back on it, what were the big takeaways for you from the year and, you know, what were the milestones and, and what's your assessment of how you performed this year? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, been, it's been a good year. I mean, you know, the, the stress of the mid-year card and, um, and, you know, getting over that, that hurdle halfway through the year and then kind of 
are going into the rest of the year with no real pressure on trying to stay on tour or whatever and kind of setting myself new goals. You know, it's funny, I would have, before the cut, if you told me, you know, you're going to make the cut and you, you, you know, and all that, I would have been like, oh, fuck, I'm going to have the best, you know. I'm not going to have any pressure in the, the back half of the year, but you kind of set yourself new goals and, and new aspirations after, you know, getting over that mid-year cut hurdle. So it kind of was still, you know, every every event still had heaps of weight and, you know, really wanted to crack that top 10 this year and, and all that. So I kind of set myself new goals. And, um, yeah, it pretty much just felt exactly the same. But um, I guess that's good, you know, it means, means I cared. And, um, yeah, I think it's just like just freeing up my surfing a bit and kind of a bit more belief this year than, than, than previous. Um, I think a lot of people have believed in, in me, but I feel like I haven't believed in myself enough. And I feel like this year was the first year that I kind of was like, yeah, I feel like I belong on this tour and, um, just kind of owning a bit of, a, a bit more of everything this year than previous, I think has helped me become a better person, a better surfer. So, um, yeah, I think owning owning every decision I make and owning, you know, what I need to do and the steps I need to take to, to improve was something that, um, you know, I really took on this year. And, yeah, I feel like it that was kind of a big part of, of yeah, the goal and the season was, was kind of that. And you had a couple of Bogan bolters, a couple of Bogan battlers by your side in Callum Robson and Jack O'Baker. <laughs> Uh, you know, it was great to see you guys coming together and back each other the way you did. How much of a boost was it having those guys by your side? Yeah, it was sick. You know, it's it, like, I, like I've probably said to you guys before, the tour gets pretty lonely. And, you know, you, you spend a lot of time by yourself. So if you're surrounding yourself with with your mates and surrounding yourself with good energy, it just makes everything more fun. And um, that's definitely, I think, what we all realised this year is how much fun we have together and, um, you know, we'd rather share experiences together than share them by yourself. So, yeah, it's just kind of travelling with them just made everything more fun and made, you know, memories more memorable. Um, and just, yeah, like the Brazilians, they, you know, they travel together and have a hell time with each other's company and we kind of just thought, why don't we do the same? Um, yeah, it's been good, you know, Cal's first year, so everything was kind of new to him and Jacko as well, so... It was cool to kind of jump on their energy and um, yeah, kind of feed off them and, and have a good time as well along the way. You know, it's all about balanced lifestyle and, you know, trips and experiences like that, you know, like going to Tahiti and getting barreled for two weeks straight and things like that, you know, memorable for, for life. So it's just kind of like appreciating it as much as you can while it's there instead of, you know, looking forward to you know, the next step or whatever in your life. So, yeah, just kind of really enjoying it, bringing it in and having the best time ever. <laughs> I love <laughs> that, trying man. To, trying to anyway. Yeah, yeah, love that. Um, and, and looking back across the year, like which performances were you most satisfied with? To be honest, I think Tahiti would have been one of the most satisfying ones for me. Yeah, I didn't get a result. Um, but just the way, you know, I pushed myself to to be out there, you know, to, to just be toe-to-toe with, you know, the greatest surfers in the world, you know, when the waves were, were how they were. Um, 
was was the memorable one for me. You know, you just watch 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 Tahiti when you're growing up every year, and you're like, oh fuck, I hope it doesn't get big. You know, when, when I, if I ever qualify, I hope it doesn't get like that. And yeah, to be able to say that that was a part of you know an event that had you know as perfect as of waves as Chopes gets, and um, was yeah, it was a real satisfying one, and just to be able to push myself was yeah, especially with against Kelly was definitely one that. I'll never forget, and um, like I said, I didn't get the result, but to be able to to go toe to toe with the champ at you know eight to ten foot perfect chops was was uh, you know one of the more satisfying um, memories I'll have in my career for sure. So yeah, probably the Tahiti one, and I can't really you know yeah just getting bailed for thirty minutes straight, standing stiff as in. Cones, you can't really complain, right? <laughs> wow, yeah. I, I often wonder what it must feel like to get barreled in a jersey. Does it does it change the experience at all? It definitely does. Like you, you're definitely not enjoying it as much as you probably should. But I think the the heat the heat I had in Tahiti, I was kind of just trying to be more present and kind of enjoy, yeah, every moment of the heat whether it was, you know, getting flogged or sitting out there and looking at the mountains or just standing in a pit. But, um, yeah, you're definitely not thinking. You're definitely not looking around as much because you're kind of more interested in, you know, how deep you want to get to get a score and, and all that. So, yeah, it's just a matter of just slowing it down a bit more. But, yeah, definitely that last one we had against Kelly, I definitely stood in it and I was like, oh, my God, this is the craziest thing ever, you know, just getting so piped and watching, you know, Cal and Owen and Jack Owen, all that in the channel, their arms in the air was, um, yeah, it was definitely one that I'll never forget. So, yeah, it, like like back of the question, it's, it's hard. It's definitely not as uh, satisfying when you're in the pit out there compared to in a free surf, but, yeah, it's definitely still pretty good. Oh, man, what a way to hang your hat on. I mean, if you do nothing else in your competitive career, that will still be an incredible achievement, packing that thing. It, it kind of reminded me a bit of uh, CJ Hobgood's crazy one that you know you, you didn't really get deep on it, but just the, the end bowl was so fucking huge and angry. Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> Amazing. Crazy. And what about um, outside of the water, man? What were the big challenges? I, you know, I know you're recently married and far out, man. You spent a lot of time on the road. But, yeah, I mean, was there any serious hiccups? You went to some sketchy zones, Nicaragua, Brazil. Um, I mean, El Salvador. El, uh, sorry, El Salvador, yeah. Um, yeah. I think it's just the travel. The travel's been fucking nonstop this year. Um, yeah, just being away from, from staff and... And all that is always definitely, there's always definitely moments where it's challenging, but, you know, I'm fortunate enough to have, to have someone that, you know, did, did the sport and understands it. So it's definitely, um, definitely lucky on that, on that front. But, uh, yeah, I think just the, the constant travel, it's been nonstop, you know, I've only been having a few days at home in between events, um, because it's, because of the shortened season, I guess they're just trying to cram it in and, um, yeah, El Salvador was definitely a sketchy one. Um, just the whole vibe of it. You know, there was we didn't have. I think they, um, you know, cleared all the gang violence and that up before we got there. But yeah, it's definitely 
sketchy parts of that joint that I wouldn't be uh, wouldn't be going near. That's for sure. <laughs> Jeez, you really want Ellie? They clear up uh, gang violence, don't you? But anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah apart from that, the real Salmon was sick. The GLM blowout was heaps fun. That's definitely one to remember. Yeah. Um, just you know, a bunch of fucking idiots on an island for two weeks and it's been flat when I fucking just had a blowout. That was, that was always pretty fun. Yeah, my highlight from that was definitely Renato Hickel, the men's tool manager, drinking uh, a schooner out of throwing, someone's shoe throwing, booty. Throwing Kolohe's, Kolohe's booty down with Corona. That was always pretty funny. <laughs> fucking what a legend. Um, and finally, man, uh, you know, you got a bit of a break ahead of you, as you mentioned, shortened tour, extended layoff. You know, what's the next few months look like and... And when do you start setting goals for the new season and, and, and just getting back in the gym and, and putting the head down? Yeah, I'm really going to, you know, I haven't really had a break since January last year because, you know, we got, I was on the tour and then I fell off and then went straight to the challenges and then pretty much finished the year and then had to go straight back to Hawaii. So I've kind of been nonstop for nearly two years now. Wow. So I'm just going to like, just spend a good chunk of time to just, you know, put the three fin shortboards away and, you know, I'm going to set myself in a month or whatever to just learn to kind of switch off. Um, I feel like it's so necessary for our sport and I think for everyone that as a, is a you know, high-level athlete to just, you know, set aside a month and go, yep, you know, I'm not going to touch a high-performance shortboard for a month or something and just ride fun stuff and, you know, appreciate the off-season before then, you know, getting back in it because I feel like, yeah, if you're already, if you're kind of not switched off and still riding shortboard and stuff, you're always still thinking about things and your your brain will never switch off. So, yeah, I'm just going to set, a, set a, a month or so and just cruise and, yeah, just enjoy being at home for, for longer than a couple of days. You know, I think it'll, it'll you know, reignite my fire more when I get back into it and, and all that I'll feel a bit more fresh and and ready to go instead of just going home and getting straight back on a shortboard and um, trying to rip as hard as I can <laughs> even though I definitely will have times that I will but uh, yeah I think that's going to be it's kind of more challenge for myself to, to learn to switch off because I kind of have to struggle to to do that and um, yeah it's a good challenge I'm going to set myself and I'm going to give it a go Right, a bit length for a month, you know? <laughs> yeah, you've timed it well, mate. It's uh, the spring sting is upon us, so there's going to be three months in Norvelies. Uh, yeah, no. to <laughs> Just go to Southland, just do a couple of cutties, I don't know. <laughs> That's it. We'll bleep that. But, uh, mate, can't wait to see you back there. And, mate, it's so wrapped. Can't believe it's been two years, the better part of two years on the road. That's insane, dude. You should be so proud of yourself. That's... Uh, I mean, there's a lot of grit in toughing it out for that amount of time and, and to get up the pointy end of the ratings, what a performance, dude. You've got to be fucking frothing. Good on you. Yeah, stoked. Stoked. It's been fun and definitely a lot of uh, lot of growth for myself. And, yeah, you know, the bad times are the, the times that you learn the most. So, you know, looking back, falling off tour was probably one of the best things that happened to me. You know, I did it twice, but I feel like this last one was more growth for me than, than ever so uh, yeah it's just all about learning and growing through the hard times instead of just giving up and and walking away from it so yeah it's been fun and um, can't wait to 
to do more next year and hopefully crack that crack that top five. <laughs> Fucking earth, hundred percent, mate. Don't laugh, it's coming for sure. Especially if we get some waves in. You know, just just proper heavy water. You're a specialist in those kinds of conditions. They got to bring cloud break back. Hopefully, you get some real waves for G Land, Chopes, and Pipe. And mate, that top five spot is a fucking very uh, high likelihood for you. I reckon. Fucking play ball, <laughs> Unreal, brother. All right, take care, man. See you soon. See you, mate. Competition surfing. Rashes. Pure tour nerdism.